Remember, nothing you hear on the Dirty Tennis Podcast is intended as medical or expert advice. Not for your kitchen. Not for your body. And not for your bedroom. We are here for entertainment purposes only. We are not medical doctors and nothing said on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Please consult with your healthcare team before making changes to your diet and lifestyle. That being said, let's get on with the show. Is that how we start the show? (laughs) We're here today to bring you the latest in club tennis and holistic health. Great conversations about things you needed to know but didn't know you needed to know. I'm Ashley. I'm Dina. I'm Jules. And we're going to retake this right now. (laughs) Three, two, one. Good morning. Hello and welcome to Dirty Tennis Clean Living, the podcast where we talk a little dirty, we eat a little healthy, we laugh and learn together. I'm Ashley. I'm Dina. I'm Jules. Welcome to the show. This morning we have in the house Deb Falcone. One of our favorite New Yorkers. Falco. (laughs) All right. All right. Deb Falco. One of our favorite New Yorkers straight from Long Island. She's a little mighty mouse on the tennis court. She's speedy fast. She's an amazing human being. And we're just glad to have her with us today. Welcome, Deb. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're going to be talking about gratitude today. We're going to be talking about tennis. And we're going to get things started off with everyone's favorite subject, language on the court. Mm -hmm. Deb, if I were going to say to you, what is your favorite expression on the tennis court? I already know the answer to this, by the way. Spoiler alert. Uh Uh So if somebody, for example, you, they hit the ball, you hit it back. It looks like it's going in and it goes out. Mm -hmm. What is your mother's ass? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Your mother's ass. Your mother's ass. Yeah. That came from not being able to say the (laughs) F-bomb. Growing up? When, no, when I was, I used to manage an office and uh, when, when they, you know, and, and it was like, oh, mother, beep, you right. know, ever, you know, and I would say, oh, I can't say that. So I would say, oh, your mother's ass. Because <laughs> that was a step up right there. Oh, yes. <laughs> so funny. So that's what I was known for, actually. I, you know, you're four foot seven, mm. four, four, seven and a half. You're tiny no, human. I'm, she's not you're five four feet. seven. She's or eight five and a half. Feet. Five feet. I'm saying you get a lot of lung power mm. <clears throat> out of out of your real estate there, because I, I can hear you oh. at least a quarter away, being like, "Hey, your mother there," <laughs> which is so funny. I think I personally say uh, "sorry" or I say "oops." Those are my two keywords. Mm. I try not to, but it like just comes out. Naturally. It's so funny. <laughs> And it doesn't bother, does it bother you if you're on the court? Like, and now Jules is very serious about her tennis. Yeah, no more sorries on the court. <laughs> do they, at your level, do they say it, Jules? Do, do people say? Okay, I'm going to take this in a little different direction. What I would say is I think women in general apologize a lot for behavior. So sorry is a is a mm-hmm. stop word. And it is one of those words that you can get into the habit of saying. I've actually on the court tried to delete that from my vocabulary. What do you do? Like, how do you do that? I always say I'm sorry. Sorry when um, playing cooperatively with somebody and I hit it way up or over to the side the and face. they don't get it, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. That's my sorry. Oh, like during warm up. Exactly. They're hitting volleys and they exactly. hit it over their head yep. and they have to right. chase the yes. ball. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's uncooperative. Mini tennis. Yes. 
mini tennis. In the double fault, I'm sorry. That's, that comes out a lot. Oh. I, it does. I'm changing my serve from a flat serve to a some other kind of serve that I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing really good lately. It's, yeah. it's coming. Yes. But it's really difficult, and it leads to double faults, and, and that frustrates me, and I try not to be frustrated on the court. I try to be just calm and be like, okay, here we go. But that does get different the higher up, the more experienced you go, the more intense the players. I just think you all know more rules. You know more angles than maybe Deb and me were still baby shark. Oh, yeah. And that does change the game. Well, when you play team tennis, fun is like going out and doing your best in whatever conditions, whether it's the opponents or the weather or you got your period that day. Whatever. <laughs> that, that episode is coming. Yes. <clears throat> right. Then you just think, OK, I'm, I did my I played my best under all these circumstances. Right. right? It's not whether everybody's happy with each other, because that's not necessarily going to happen in competitive tennis all the time. And it's probably not supposed to. Maybe my, I'm a little bit of a Pollyanna. Being like, oh, I want everyone to just be so happy. But that really isn't the point of this sport because are you going to work really, really hard if it doesn't grow in tennis? You have to work hard at it. The good sportsmanship comes at the end of the game. Right. You know, to me, the end of the match when you can honestly thank the other person for a good match, you know, And, and, and even though it was very competitive, you know, and you played against each other, when you see these professionals, you know, yeah. and, they, and they're just breaking their rackets. Exactly. <laughs> that to me is just, you know, uncalled for. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't really think that's necessarily a great role model idea. Maybe what what are they demonstrating mm. when who is her name? Irina, who have one of them mm. who got out there, a female who broke her racket and then went uh. back and broke another one. Mm. I thought, what what message are you communicating to the world? What is she saying? Mm. verbally she had a bad day. Of birth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't make the other opponent feel any better either, you know. I mean, it makes for good highlight reels at six on (laughs) tennis.com, but... But you know, Jules, it makes it brings to mind something you had mentioned before that because I didn't play to, um, tennis before the COVID, that prior to all the pandemic rules and the shutdowns everywhere, at the end of a match, you would shake hands with the team that you played. Mm-hmm. And during COVID, everyone started tapping rackets. Well, I I just didn't know you didn't always tap rackets. Yesterday or the day before after our match, who was I think it was Brenda that we were playing with, and she shook hands. We went to, I went to tap my racket, and she stopped and stuck her hand out, and I'm okay, thinking, Hey, I like it. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do away with the racket. Tap. Mm -hmm. Every time I play now, and this was funny the other night it happened and someone's like oh no I can't I can't shake your hand COVID's what? going around again what I was like really oh. I'm not going to say names but right. I went and touched her arm oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> personal space invasion <laughs> because I thought it was so funny well you know I'm all about germ or not about germ theory anyway but I just thought it was hysterical because now I'm telling oh, everyone they're going to tap the racket and I'm saying nope Oh, see, but that, but it is how it begins. And it was, I wanted to point it out to you because it was the first time. And I noticed, I wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't pointed out, Mm -hmm. that's the way things used to be. Yeah. What about the knuckles? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, so your heart meridian extends out through your hand. So the handshake in our culture does actually have sort of an ancient purpose, right? So you're like, I'm looking at my heart, your heart. Shake my hand. Yeah. Shake your hand. I'm checking my heart meridian, everyone. We're shaking hands at the table. Jules. Give me a good shake. Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. 
I felt my heart yeah. growing. Generally, I think if someone's just played this high-level competitive tennis, they're probably in pretty good shape mm. and health. But there are people who do make a decision that's separate. Well, um, it's hard to break a habit, honestly, when it becomes it. a custom yeah. and then to go back. And also, it's hard to break out of fear. Well, fear probably overrides custom. Mm. I would say fear is yes. the stronger of the two, um, unfortunately. Or fortunately, mm. if it's a dinosaur charging at you, run. But <laughs> right. the question of germs is very interesting. But we touch each other's balls the whole game. All game. You know, women pull balls out of their skirts and say, you need another one? And we're like, sure. Oh, Oh, it's a warm and fuzzy thing. Yeah, men obviously invented this game because it's, it's all about women sticking stuff up their skirts, which cracks me up a lot. So I wanted to share a little poem. Dina went through a phase of putting I'm chat in the phase. poems, asking chat GPT to write some tennis poems, which is pretty hilarious. I like that. It is hilarious. So here is, I'm going to read to you. It's Dina's chat GPT tennis poem <laughs> number one to be found on at Dirty Tennis Podcast on Instagram.com. Here it is. I'm going to read it with emotion. <laughs> On the court, we dance and play. With rackets in hand, we seize the day. The ball in flight, a graceful art. In tennis, we find joy in every part. Chat GPT, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Very nice. I love it. Only Dina would think, let me see what Chat GPT has to say about (laughs) tennis poems. Does Chat GPT have a heart, Meridian? Oh, not yet. I don't know. Is <laughs> for certain things, I like it. It's I just thought that funny. was cute. That was a funny, funny little poem. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Hallmark. I know. <laughs> oh, I wonder if Hallmark now is firing all their like greeting card writers and just <laughs> right. chat GPTing it. Right. I had it write an homage poem for Ashley's service to the tennis league. Oh, yeah. I lost it, so but I, it was, oh. it was good. <laughs> that it was quite lengthy. That was a very nice idea. I still am not sure what Jack. Chat GPT. I can't even say it. Look at me. I'm tripping what? over trying to say Chat GPT. It's a dumb name. <laughs> yeah. Came up with that. <laughs> I think like basements flash to mind, but maybe somebody is electronically driven. It is interesting culturally. Can you imagine if as teenagers we had all been at home on our Game Boys talking to each other through a headset? We never saw each other's faces or expressions. We never were outside in nature and somebody falls and cuts their knee, whatever happens, you know, have to go to the closest house and cry. I don't understand what the result will be of that type of culture. I can't even imagine it. And yet, if that's what you know growing up, how do you break out of it? Break out of it and get out on the tennis court or the pickleball court. Maybe that's the best thing about pickleball court. Unlikely that those guys are going to shake hands. (laughs) (laughs) They might through their. That's actually an interesting question. Do they shake hands through their game? Virtually. Right. Yeah, probably. We're going to have to find someone who plays video games. They have <laughs> those a few. avatars. Mm. Right. Oh. That's a big thing. My daughter had this beautiful avatar of herself. And, and she had a few, you know, you send it to somebody and they make it of you. And you tell them what, like, warrior princess. And they take your face. And <laughs> I mean. I love it. And, and they go into the virtual settings and stuff like that with this picture of themselves. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. I think we should do that just for fun and then put it on uh, our Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> Coming sometime in 2028, the portraits tennis, of yeah. tennis warrior princesses. When but we all know, go to play tennis through our online gaming community. I'm really good on that with actually not needing strings, like we, the we. Oh, oh we tennis. I could yeah. probably be good at that, too. Yeah, <laughs> easier to be good at that. Well, Deb, or, how did you start playing tennis? It was actually me and uh, Linda, who is in uh, Sea Oaks also. Um, we, well, I had suggested, I said, you know what, we just paid a million something 
to <laughs> do these courts here, redo them, you know, with the underground water and stuff. And I had never played tennis really ever. And I was like, you know what? We're paying for this. We better, you know, why not use the facilities? <laughs> right. So luckily, me and her were able to, you know, start together. And we would just hit back and forth, you know. And we were like terrible. We couldn't even hit over the net, you know. And then uh, I'm, I'm familiar we took with that lessons experience. and and uh, and then just like this was just um what a year and a, two years ago maybe a year wow. and a half ago. You know, I mean, I'm not near as good. She's she's been doing really good. She, Both of you, yeah, Linda's Deb, you can really rally. From yes. the baseline, yeah. your ability yep. to just hit baseline wow. to baseline to baseline is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you're both so, so fast. Well, yeah, it's incredibly it, fast. We're short to the ground. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually being that fast could be problematic because your timing. Yeah. You're getting there even before the ball does half the time when you're yeah. reading where the yeah. ball's going and you're in motion. Yeah. I'm still, always stretched still, out trying to get the ball. Still have a lot to learn. Backing up and you know. <laughs> Watching the ball, you know, there's still always a lot to learn when uh, when you're starting out. But yeah, that, and still yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you were driven to learn tennis to get more value right. out of Living what here. you were paying Correct. as a community to yes. redo the course. Yes, I've never it, heard that. Before. Yes, yes. I was like, you know what? This is something that. And then it became a. I, I mean, I met so many great women. And, you yeah, know, right. it was a social situation where it's it's like a very you know, a camaraderie of, of women that come, you know, if you're sick or if you're, you know, my. Oh, Chris. Wonderful Chris. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. husband passed away in March and everybody came together. And it was, it was beautiful. heartwarming to have the community so close. You it's know. the best part of tennis. Mm-hmm. My condolences. Mm-hmm. So um, having friends that um, really are there for you in this community, it means a lot. Absolutely. It's a wonderful community. Mm. You're a wonderful person. <laughs> We're so glad you're a part of our tennis. Yeah. Absolutely. All together. Yes. And you know, gratitude, a word about Chris, Dina and yeah. Deb and I were on a boat. Dressed Jules. up. All dressed up for a boat trip, <laughs> a little sightseeing. It was, was right, right around the beginning oh, yeah. of summer. It was around the end of the time you could take like a sunset cruise because the weather in Florida gets a little nutty in the evenings. Yeah, it was and beautiful too. Gorgeous. It was beautiful. Beautiful day. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're out on the boat. It's a pontoon boat. It held maybe 10 or 12 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we get all the way up to Pelican Point, which is maybe 10 or 12 miles up. I don't know how far that is. Captain on the Dave. River. Right. That right. That? Captain yeah. Dave saved yeah. our lives that day. Yes. And and uh, we got caught in a storm. Uh, it was very, very difficult and scary. Everyone on the boat stayed calm. Um, the lightning was so bad it started a wildfire. We encountered hail while in a <laughs> yeah. well in a pontoon boat. Let me tell you, it's super fun. Soaked. Um, we were all soaked to the bone. Absolutely soaked. soaked. How long were we out there? An hour and a half. Oh, at least. Yeah. At Cold. Least. And Just we couldn't come in. That was that was the incredible. Issue. We were right in front of the marina, and um, Captain Dave was trying to get in, and the wind was just blowing us away. Yep. And you know he tried like three times, and then we had to kind of hover on the other mm-hmm. side, away from the wind. Yep. And um, and the know, lightning it was scary. It was thousand lightning strikes, and the waves yeah. were six feet on the river, which yeah. is apparently very unusual. Yeah. But Deb, I think it yeah. was Chris. Yeah. I think Chris was looking yeah. down from heaven, and he was yeah. saying, yeah. "I got you." Yeah. And he yeah. saved you. Yeah. He now I'm gonna get emotional. Right. He saved us too. I know. He so, did. Yeah. Yeah. It was scary. It was. Six but, foot you know, waves on the river. On the oh, river. Was, yeah. The it wind. was unbelievable. He was trying to get in, you know, because we were under the bridge. Yeah, getting um, through the over bridge. Over by Wabasso. And um, he was trying to get there as quick, you know, how quick can a pontoon go? Right. right. And, in that and, kind of wind. Uh, yeah. And we saw these other boats trying to get in. And, and um, he, you know, it was 
kind of like, you know, you're trying to weave in the gout of the waves that they were creating and still with the wind. And um, he did a great job getting us back. He did. Really, he saved our lives. It did. And kept calm, you know. Where we, Can you imagine if he freaked out by the way no. the captain was like, oh, no. Yeah. He'd be like, okay, yeah. this is yeah. not good. Got to get back. He said. I, I was worried, Deb, you were sitting in the back of the boat and oh, the I waves know. were so vicious. Oh, I thought you were just going to pop blow. out of the boat. I did. I was. I mean, that was more stressful for me. Than the 152 lightning oh strikes that hit around us. Yeah, but yeah. absolute true miracle. Yeah. I think Chris just put yeah, his yeah, hand around yeah. us and protected us. Yeah, well, like Dina yeah. and I were cracking up in the beginning because we were just <laughs> getting hit with the waves and, and uh, you know, soaked right to the bone. Soaked. soaked to the bone, you know, and then it got serious. It did. <laughs> and then it stayed serious for like, and when the hail hit, I think that was the most <laughs> unbelievable. There, you're in a pontoon. There is nowhere to go. Right. 10 minutes of swirling hail. Yeah. This leads to a really big topic and one that Jules has interesting perspective and her knowledge is so wonderfully deep and comprehensive about the human body, the mind, and the spirit. And that's gratitude and the importance of gratitude. Maybe that was my ineffective way earlier in the conversation about saying I'm trying to stay calm on the court. Maybe that's my way of just being grateful that I'm out here, that I'm with people that I care about, that care about me. Most days the sun is shining. Even if it was raining, we'd play if we could. We just usually can't. But gratitude and the importance of getting off that boat and saying, thank you and feeling that gratitude all the way through and remembering that state of, of grace of gratitude how does that affect our body and our our spirit yeah that's a really good question Ashley and I like how you also brought it to the court because if you think about when you're not when you play tight or you know you see pros and they play tight and you notice like you're out in a drill you're just hitting through and everything's loose right because your nervous system is much calmer you're in, you're more you're closer to that parasympathetic state and when you can shift into that frequency we talked earlier about fear that's a very low vibrating frequency that's so interesting right the neutral frequency is about 200 at courage and then as you go up you're getting into these higher frequencies that make us feel good and gratitude is one of those right so gratitude helps rewire your brain it calms your nervous system it brings you that I would say that I don't need anything I'm just I'm just happy I'm here I'm anchored into the present moment because the present moment is the only time you can really be happy Mm -hmm. or content because in the past it's sort of a, a depression of thinking I'm I'm ruminating about something I can't change in the future it's the anxious right. thinking oh what if what if oh no I'm worrying 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 we spend you know, a lot of time on that mm. as as women Absolutely. I'm gonna say we talked about worrying once how that in your vocabulary is sort of a useless word because it's a vicious cycle that you can't get out of how do you help somebody not worry right mm. but you could shift it to I'm concerned oh you're concerned about your mother well what could you do to help your mother right, right? and then you can kind of exit that loop feel like you have an action or some Mm -hmm. positive step forward Mm -hmm. so basically you're saying in the dating world instead of being like hey baby what's your sign i should be like hey baby what's your frequency (laughs) hey he could look in and you know what's going to happen the one that i'm not at all attracted to is going to have like the raging high frequency (laughs) and based on my dating history the ones that i am attracted to have the they don't even register like no blip well (laughs) so what are you attracting oh then then that's an opportunity to work on yourself right we don't need all these external things and Hmm. you know people ask me about supplements and all that stuff but I'm like there's a lot of work to do before you get to the supplement stage Before. Is there is there a frequency supplement? Do I plug myself into something? What do, how do I do they that? They have frequency devices for sure. I think yeah. I've heard oh. of those, and they do come under another name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure. 
I what? Can you imagine covered box with no labels? Can you imagine? That's pretty funny. Um, oh man, yeah, dirty tennis, clean living, <laughs> the podcast. That's us, Deb. Thank you for being here today. You. you wonderful human. We like to call her Falcone. <laughs> so if you hear us reference Falcone, now you know who it is. Yep. Go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. go <laughs> that means it's your turn. Your turn. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on Dirty Tennis, Clean Living, the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Dirty Tennis Podcast and on X, formerly Twitter, at Dirty Tennis Show. Subscribe, participate in polls, reach out to us on social media with your favorite Dirty Tennis topics. Your input matters. We want to hear from you. Until next time, keep your tennis dirty and your living clean. Well, maybe not too clean. <laughs>